0: So, I'd like to um, shift to another example of a topic that I spent a long time yesterday on, and that was how man-made disaster areas run—you know, cities that have a problem with their water infrastructure or whatever—that uh, are mainly man-made. The main cause of the problem is that it's man-made. Um, how? they shouldn't just be bailed out by taxpayers in other jurisdictions that don't reside there. Like they shouldn't get federally taxed money. They shouldn't get, uh, you know, even, even money from the people that reside in the same state, right. But don't reside in the city. Um, because it's a bailout for the politician, right. Then we, the residents who, who are there who basically get relief, they may not be voting out these incompetent politicians that deserve to be banned for the disasters that But I want to talk about this is a broader problem. It's not just about, you know, uh, it's not just about one city, right? I want to give examples of where this same concept applies, right? Where uh, where the demographics are maybe mixed or even when the demographics are white people doing the same thing. So uh, this isn't just a problem of black cities or black majority cities, right? There's incompetent politicians everywhere you look. And I want to talk about at least a couple examples that came to the top of my head. The first one is the Texas winter blackouts, right? where they had rolling blackouts, or not even rolling. They just had blackouts. They just took certain people offline because they didn't have the power generation to meet demand. So they just you know, turned people's electricity off for about a week, right? And then that led to water problems as well, or maybe the water problems were uh, a different uh, story. I don't know. But let's focus on the electric grid in Texas. And then let's also focus on, there's another good example I think uh, perhaps maybe homelessness, the homeless problem. And then um, let's also talk about sanctuary cities, I think is a good one, because this is, this is, this is in the news uh, recently, right, with, with Governor Abbott of Texas busing uh, people that are flooding across our border, illegals, illegally, right, across the border illegally into these small Texas towns, right, that are on the border. So, you know, or they may be sending them to Houston or Dallas or Austin or San Antonio or, you know, big cities. But they're also flooding these small towns and and just straining the resources. Right. Um, It's a big problem. And Texas, right, is trying to make a point. The Texas governor is trying to make a point of sending them to these sanctuary cities. Right. These sanctuary cities is where these cities have declared that illegals can live there freely. They're not going to bother them. Right. Um, in particular, they're not going to do anything. They're not going to try to send them to ICE, which is kind of pointless now. Anyways, I don't think ICE is going to do anything, but Governor Abbott is making a point. He's busing lots of illegal people all at once, like to some cities like Chicago, DC, I don't know, uh, where else, New York city. And then the mayors of these, of these towns, cities like DC mayor says, Hey, we can't handle all this. Stop sending them here because it's strange, their resources. Right? So then they ask for federal help. I think that the mayor of DC actually has requested like either the national guard or federal help, federal money, right? Or federal resources to deal with the problems of, of, of just this influx of people and I don't think that that should be allowed. They shouldn't be allowed to declare some kind of emergency, right, where they get all this federal money, which is basically taxpayers' expense of people who don't live there, right? So people who don't live in in these sanctuary cities are going to be forced to pay for it anyways. They're going to be forced to pay for it if these sanctuary cities are getting any kind of federal money. And while the Democrats are in power, right, the federal government is definitely going to be sending them money, help, resources. So it almost doesn't matter, right? If if uh, get Governor Abbott's policy right now, because the federal government piggy bank, right, is going to be at the disposal of all of these sanctuary cities. But the broader concept of, um, hey, this is a this is a disaster. Our city needs help. We have all these illegals and no place to put them. So we need to run to the government, the the federal government, right? Or maybe the state, the state maybe has to shell out money for these uh, illegals. So again, you're getting, you're, you're basically forcing other, other people who don't live there to pay for your, the problems that were created by you and the sanctuary city mayors, right? Who are just receiving these immigrants. Did they cause the problem? Well, yes, they did because they're part of the problem because they welcome them, right? They push for these policies. They're happy to have the border open. They're happy to accept illegals, right? So they, their their ideology suggests that they do want these illegals, right? And that to deal with it, they're going to be asking for a bailout, for federal money, for federal help, right, to do so. Um, now, will the residents of these sanctuary cities start getting a little bit pissed off, right, if all of their hotels are filled with illegals, Right? If their streets maybe are, are more crime-ridden, who knows? If these people start to be able to vote right, for things that they want at the expense of the local residents, I mean, only time will tell. But the issue is, here's the concept that I, I'd love to discuss, and that is, sanctuary cities, Right, the influx of, the influx of illegals, uh, the demands on resources, right? these are man-made problems they're man-made problems or disasters. They're not naturally caused, right, because the border could be closed. We could control how many people come into this country, the ways that they do it, if our laws were enforced, but they're not being enforced. So so hence, this is a man-made disaster, right? Any kind of problem with illegals is a man-made disaster, and man-made disasters should not be granted federal funds, should not be getting federal money, should not be getting resources from outside that district. The people that live in that district are the ones that should have to deal with it, right? Should have to pay for it. They shouldn't be asking people who don't live there to pay for it. And when, what happens if if you squeeze them and you say the New York residents have to pay for all the illegals that come to their city, right? Because it's a sanctuary city. Well, then at least you're imposing a real cost on the New York City residents, right? If they had to actually fit the bill for the illegals, all the programs that they have for the sanctuary cities, how how many of them might flip and say, you know what, I really don't want to pay for this? Right? But if you if you if you always are bailing out these politicians, like at the federal level, maybe they're getting the National Guard or they're getting federal help or federal money or money from other states or whatever, um, or across the state, sorry, maybe the state of New York sends money to New York to deal with the sanctuary city, a little illegal, you know, problem that they have there. The influx of people coming from Texas, maybe on buses. So if you constantly bail out these politicians and you constantly tell the residents of New York City that no, 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 you don't have to pay for this, right? We'll tax other people from other jurisdictions to pay for this, right? "To To put them up in hotels, et cetera well, then you never can hold accountable these politicians for these man-made, right? I'm calling it a man-made disaster. Now I want to transition to the man-made disaster of the Texas grid. And this one's a little bit more complicated because weather is involved here, right? But it's it's not the root cause of the problem that was the Texas blackouts, right? The, the failure to produce or generate energy Uh, only depends on the weather if you have unreliable sources of power that make up a large percentage of your generation. Unreliable meaning that they they count on the weather in order to produce. But we have other methods, other ways of producing electricity in this country that we know about, right? Fossil fuel thermal generation comes to mind, like that that can be predictable. And it really doesn't depend on the weather.
1: So, or, or mostly doesn't
0: depend on the weather. So this is, the Texas problem was also man-made. And, and the the issue of calling it a disaster zone, well, part of it was a weather response, <clears throat> perhaps. But the other part was definitely man-made. And it's interesting that since unreliable sources of generation of power, you know, depend sort of highly on the weather. A lot of it is weather dependent, whether the wind blows, whether the sun is shining, Um are they going to always going to be able to blame like it on the weather? Are they going to always say, well, it's a natural disaster. You know, it's a federal, it's a natural disaster. We did. We deserve federal money, a federal bailout, right? Because this is a natural thing occurring. I mean, they're probably always going to be able to do so. I mean, maybe not always. Right. Cause if it's really hot, people, people might be really hot and their power may not be on because there may not be enough generation for some reason, power generation, because maybe the wind isn't blowing right in the summer. Uh, and there's just more demand, so then they have to go to rolling blackouts again, um, like they did in the winter. Uh, so it'd be harder, maybe, to say, "Oh, well, it's weather related," because you can't really see anything except you're just hot, right? But it's harder to, it might be harder to claim it's a weather disaster area. Uh, but maybe you know, maybe they'll say heat, heat is, a, is is still a problem. Who knows? The point is, is that. Um, if these cities, right, like, or Texas, the whole state gets bailed out by the federal government, where they claim this is a disaster zone, we're going to send aid, we're going to send what water, right, we're going to give them all kinds of money, right, to deal with this problem. Uh, we're going to, we're basically going to bail out uh, people who had really high power bills who can't afford it, right, because it, it, during the spike, right, the, the price went up to, uh, to, you know, heat your home. So we're just going to let people off the hook there, right? There's bailout money for that. Um, they're going to bail out certain energy retailers who maybe <clears throat> would have gone under <coughs> if it wasn't for the bailout. Um, again, man-made problems. And whenever there's a, there's a man-made problem by a politician, which politicians, they pretty much just create problems, right? They don't solve any problems. They usually create problems. And then their solutions, they... they They make the problem worse, right? Uh, They're never really correcting problems. They're just making them worse, right? Biden with his student loan bailout, making it worse. Um, Anyways, the point is, is that if if these places are just allowed, if these politicians are allowed to say, hey, this is a disaster, I need federal money and federal help, then they're never gonna be held accountable. Like if the residents of the states that they govern don't feel any real pain, which there were people who felt real pain in the winter blackouts, but did they feel, maybe they didn't feel enough pain, right? Because there were shelters, there were water, there were people, you know, donating. Um, Maybe there wasn't enough pain then. I mean, it was pretty painful. I, you know, I was here. (laughs) It was pretty painful not to have electricity for a week, right? To run out of water, uh, not to have water after a few days, like that was painful. But uh, maybe it wasn't painful enough because you know why? Governor Abbott's still in office. ERCOT hasn't really made any kind of changes. People don't understand why the grid failed. They're still debating about what happened. Right. We can't even come to terms on that. Right. We got fe- I guess we I th- I'm pretty sure we got a federal big package bailout. Right. And that means that people are at least somewhat relieved from these ter- terrible, you know, man-made. Um, bad policy decisions, which is the bad policy decision was to deregulate the energy grid and to have no one accountable for reliability of our grid, right? Our, our grid is uh, unreliable and it's basically the buck stops nowhere. You know how they say the buck stops with the CEO of a company, right? It's ultimately up to him. Well, there's nobody in Texas that's ultimately responsible for keeping the lights on, for keeping our power on, right? No one is actually responsible. You could say, well, okay, well, there's the PUC of Texas, the Public Utility Commission, right? They kind of work with ERCOT, but ERCOT's not responsible either. And, and you know, the, the PUC says, no, well, we're giving the job to ERCOT to manage. And ERCOT says, well, we just abide by these rules that PUC might set, right? PUC, I think, is staffed by government bureaucrats, right, that might be appointed by Abbott. Maybe the ultimate people responsible, right, is the governor, because he's the, he, what is he, the most powerful guy in um, in Texas? Him, maybe the AG? I don't know. I don't know. But it's got to stop somewhere. But the thing is, is in their mandate, in ERCOT's mandate, with the new deregulation system they set up, no one is responsible for actually producing enough electricity for to meet demand. Because in a deregulated system, they call it deregulated. Now, it's not really deregulated. They have a lot of incentives. They have all kinds of uh, requirements that so much of the electricity must be renewable or you must have bought renewable credits from somewhere else to pretend like it's renewable. Uh, there's all kinds of mandates around that. It's not like a complete free market system. But they try to they try to bring in some principles of the free market while handicapping it. And by that, I mean, they set up this bid offer, you know, five minute ahead market where the producers are offering into the marketplace how much uh, they're willing to sell their power generation for. Right. And then the buyers are bidding. Uh, but there's all kinds of restrictions on this. Right. It's not a free market. But they pretend like it is. So that they can say, right, so that they can use principles from the free market without actually using the free market, but they use principles where um, no one is really uh, required to produce enough electricity. They they try to do it with right supply and demand and say, well, OK, if it, the price goes up, hopefully more people will produce. Um, but the problem is, is that electricity power generation has to be done immediately and almost consumed immediately. And um, it's very difficult to, I mean, think about this. The entire grid is connected, right? And and everyone is using power and they have to somehow manage having enough people producing power at the same time people need it. It's a very complex system. Um, So they're trying to use some free market principles, but they've really... They've handicapped themselves in a way, it's not a free market, there's no competition, right? You usually have one provider in your area. So it's just a big, big uh, flat out mess. And, um, and part of that is the requirements from the green energy movement to have a certain amount be renewable. And the renewables have to be sub- subsidized or backstopped by, by things that can come on that are more reliable right, that can operate when there's no wind, right, so thermal generation, but this is a policy decision, like, I don't know when you grew up, right, I grew up kind of in the 90s, and in Texas, we didn't have problems, like, yeah, there was a nice storm or two, and we'd have power go out, uh, that was the power lines being, being tripped or something, uh, but we didn't have these rolling blackouts, we didn't have, you know, air cut. I don't know if they were there at the time, we didn't have them messaging us saying, hey, you need to uh, use less power, consume less, right? We have tight grid conditions. That didn't exist when I was a kid. Um, but now we do. And what's changed? Well, policy has changed, right? Bureaucrats have gotten in there. They, they've created a grid, set it up so that they can profit, right? Uh, so that green energy is is subsidized by taxpayers, right? So this these, this is all policy. Most politicians, right, they don't they they create bad policy (laughs) and then what's terrible is that we can never get out from under this bad policy unless people feel pain when when disaster happens when man-made disasters happen unless people are made to feel pain but because pretty much every time there's a disaster if weather is even somewhat related right, to to the disaster. You can blame it on flooding, which they're always going to try to blame it on the weather, right? But that doesn't mean that it's all the weather. It doesn't mean that it's just purely a natural phenomena. There's also some man-made decisions and policies that went into this disaster, that created this disaster, but they never want to blame themselves, and they always deflect and say, well, it was ERCOT's fault, or oh, it was PUC, or oh, it was the you know who, whatever they can blame it on, they're going to blame it on someone else, and then the federal government comes in with taxpayer money from from people who don't live there, who have to pay to bail out this man-made crisis. And then what happens is the residents don't feel enough pain in my in my personal opinion, and then they they don't really do much. They don't they don't um, vote these people out, like they don't like Governor Abbott. I don't know if you can impeach him, but uh, why didn't he? I mean, maybe he changed hands. I think they—they, they, I think a lot of people at ERICOT were forced to retire, right? Management, but just throwing out the people, but keeping the policies in place, doesn't change a thing, right? How, do, how does it change change anything just to get a new guy in if he's going to follow the same policies uh, that the old guy followed? It doesn't change anything. So we're guaranteed to have a you know more and more issues, right? Man-made created issues, at least with blackouts in Texas. In California, I think that they sent something around yesterday because they're having maybe a heat wave that said, hey, please reduce your electricity use. So same same type of thing is happening in California. It's happening in the Northeast. And and, um, a lot of it's policy related. A lot of it is man-made. So whenever disaster occurs, it's a man-made disaster. But the people will get bailouts, right, they'll get federal funding, emergency, you know, money, taxpayer money from people who don't live there, and then the politicians are not held accountable, or they're not held as as accountable as they should be. Maybe there should be conditions on bailout money, like, hey, there needs to be an audit, you know, at least an audit, at least an independent audit that can come into a city that creates a disaster (laughs) or a state, uh, and say, look, your policy is this, this, and this. And, and maybe it has to, the money has to have some stipulations on it. At least there's an audit, there's a review, there's an investigation. So and so is going to have to leave their post and then they're going to have to review these, the setup, the policy decision. Um, they're going to have to do an in- intensive investigation into this. I mean, maybe like a year's worth investigation. Um, but no, no, none of that happens. They maybe have a few hearings. Right, maybe they and they're sort of pretending like they're doing something when they have these congressional hearings, but uh, but this should have been the main focus of Texas for at least two years, Um, and maybe they just had a few sessions on it, and maybe they pretend like they're doing something by just getting rid of the heads of ERCOT or whatever. That's just not enough. I mean, that that can't fix anything. So my point is is that um, just like the sanctuary city stuff. Um, these politicians can continue making bad policies, not be held accountable when they get bailed out, right? When when other cities or other states or other taxpayers have to send money to sanctuary cities to deal with the influx of, you know, their humanitarian crisis where they're trying to deal with all these illegals or put them in hotels or whatever, they want other people to pay for it. Well, then the residents don't feel enough pain. The residents of these sanctuary cities... That voted for these people should have to pay for it. And let's see, you know, if they want to raise their taxes to pay to put up all these people in their cities, uh, we'll see if that's the case. But they shouldn't be allowed to have any uh, (laughs) federal taxpayer dollars, right? These people shouldn't just be, these politicians in power shouldn't just be able to declare an emergency and get to run to either the federal government right, or the state-level government and just get some kind of bailout, that's not going to help anything. just bails out the politicians. It doesn't solve any problems. And the, the residents there don't experience the pain because they should experience the pain. Either their taxes are going to go up to pay for it, or if there's a blackout right, um, and there's a humanitarian crisis because of it, uh, there should be hardly anyone... Um, there, shouldn't, there should at least be no federal assistance. Now, there's going to be p- private charities who you know, want to hand out water to people and churches that open up their doors and maybe have power and can be like a shelter, but there shouldn't be any extra federal assistance. It should all be based on the city's resources or the state's resources, if it was the state, I guess in Texas's case. Uh, but, it, but other states shouldn't have to pay for the Texas's problems, you know? The federal government shouldn't come to its rescue, they shouldn't get any money. And if that were the case, the Texas residents might be a little bit more angry, right? You think that they were angry with the blackout. I mean, they, people are laughing about, oh, tell, telling their horror stories. You wouldn't be laughing and telling about your experiences if you really were suffering. Now, I know some people did die, right? And I feel bad for them, but maybe more people could, <laughs> should have died. And I hate to say that, but what I'm trying to say, and I don't wish more people to die, but I do wish from therapy to be more pain, right? To the, there to be more outrage from these politicians, right? And from the way that the grid is running or set up, if the, if people were really angry because they, they felt so much pain, they wouldn't just just Blake, Blake um, they wouldn't just be going on their social media page and be, you know screaming at the politicians. What they would do right, in what I did, and I was already interested in the grid before this, but I would be, you know, you'd be investigating how, do, how does power work, how does it get here, why does it cost so much, what was the real problem here, you'd be, you'd be, you know, reading books about how it works, you'd be maybe attending the, the ERCOT public meetings, right, you'd be asking questions, you'd even be, I, I even called ERCOT, right, because I was trying to learn about the market system, you'd be calling and asking questions, right, uh, they answer the phone, and they try to explain stuff to you. Talk to one guy for a long time, uh, and I didn't really get it, but he helped out. He helped a little bit uh, explain how their market system was uh, was set up. But pe- pe- people would be doing their own research. People would be attending meetings. People would be wanting to have have a say, or or you know write a blog post. Who knows? Just talk about these issues with our grid. Try to figure it out for yourself. What went wrong, right? Versus just believing political talking heads or, lobby or green lobbyist organizations or, or whoever. Um, the solar panel, uh, wind lobby uh, in Texas, which is huge because um, Texas is the prime location, right, for the most like wind and solar, I think, uh, across all the, every state. Uh, well, I mean, it's a big state, but, but still, you'd think that, you know, oh, Texas is fossil fuel you know, central and there's lots of oil companies here, but no, I mean, it's mainly just a green, green movement tower house here, uh, filled with, with solar and wind. Um, so I, am trying to think of more, if you, th- if you thought about it, if you sat there and thought about it, when was my last disaster in the city I live in or the state I live in? And a lot of them are, some of them are natural. I mean, flooding, right, torrential rain. I'm not talking about just the weather. I'm talking about some, some man-made problem, right, um, that isn't just weather-related. You know, I talked about Jackson, Mississippi, yesterday uh, about their water. Well, I mean, water infrastructure, that's a man-made engineering thing. Um, so it's not just the water, the flooding that might have occurred that exacerbated the problem it's also a man made issue um I think the sanctuary city illegal stuff is man made I think the homeless situation is man made um I heard yesterday this story where they're gonna put on the ballot in in los angeles an issue to put they're putting it to voters at least they're putting it to voters but where if if um if hotels across the city have empty rooms that night they're supposed to like alert alert the homeless camps and tell them they can come in here for a voucher and rent the room and they're basically mandating this 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 legislation would mandate hotel owners uh give uh rent out their rooms to to homeless people so in my opinion this is a violation right of property rights number 1 but number 2 what is going to be the 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 problem that this policy might create. Um, and at least they're putting it to a vote. So at least you can, you'll be able to blame the citizens who voted for this and not just the politician who's arbitrarily or through executive order mandating this stuff. But uh, what, what would be the consequence? Well, hotel owners might close up shop uh, because they don't want to have homeless people in their empty rooms. There might be additional costs for the owner people who are vacationing there may not want to stay in a hotel that um is housing homeless people and this was going to be across the board apparently for five-star hotels all the way down to two-star hotels or whatever like basically all the hotels would be required to put up homeless people well homeless people from across the nation might flock there right so they might have even more homeless people that are attracted to this you know free hotel stay. Um, the cost to the, the citizens, right, is going to be enormous because the citizens are going to have to pay for, uh, basically these hotels they are not going to do it for free. They're going to be paid something from the city. So the citizens, the, the taxpayers of Los Angeles are going to have to pay to house all of these, um, people in the hotels, uh, the hotel industry there probably will be run into the ground. I mean, no one's going to want to go there and stay there, um, You'd probably go to a suburb instead of the city of Los Angeles to actually stay. So it's, you know, it's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be, and then who, who knows what's going to happen. There could be all kinds of unforeseen consequences, but this is, this would be a man-made disaster, right? Because of, of in, that, in this particular case, I guess citizens voting to make this a law versus just the politician. Voting to make it a law, but even if citizens voted for it, and there were bad consequences, and then they 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 required like maybe the national guard, they needed you know, they required federal money. Maybe they declared some kind of emergency, uh, maybe because all the the homeless across the country start going to L.A. and then they have a, a crisis, right? Maybe there's not enough hotels or something. Um, they they still. Uh, would probably get bailed out at the federal level right if there was a big enough crisis and they could declare it an emergency so if you deny them that though they 'd have to deal with their own problems they 'd have to repeal this this law they 'd have to or they 'd have to feel a lot of pain right their taxes would have to go up to pay for it all either way, the citizens who vote for things vote for politicians or vote for legislation um, should have to deal with the consequences of those decisions, of those policy decisions, and the man-made disasters that ultimately follow. Um, They shouldn't get bailed out by other, other taxpayers who do not live there. That's just my opinion.